Hey there, Arkhamites. I have been out for working. I haven't been doing as much as I nearly would like to do. However, I did get my hands on the new uh, pack for the Dream Eaters, the Search for Kadath. And for those who don't know the Search for Kadath, um, it's based on the whole Dreamlands um, cycle, and it's a really, really long story, too. So if you actually do try to read it, it's all very visual. It's all very... Uh, descriptive and it's not just with uh, the case you know dealing with you know uh, uh, with Jonathan Carter but it, it, it's just it's traveling 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 uh, someone slipped a roofie uh, into a drink he passes out he gets captured couple interesting bits like some monsters zoogs um, dealing with the first time night gaunts have actually come out I mean it's it's a slog I uh, I had a hard time reading it Honestly, yeah, with uh, the whole Dreamland cycle, it, it's one of H.P. Lovecraft's kind of difficult works. Um, a matter of fact, I actually listened to another podcast called the, the H.P. Literary Podcast, and I kind of treat it like a like an online book club, you know, so to speak. So I'll read the story first, and then I'll uh, listen to the podcast. And the, the, the guy, it's been out there since like two thousand five, two thousand six, but uh, almost all the episodes are up there for all the stories. Um, and this was, this, for the whole Search of the Gadath, it's like a four-parter. I mean, uh, it, it is one of H.P. Lovecraft's, you know, store, uh, longer stories. And even H.P. Lovecraft himself, it's not, he even says it, it's not one of his best works at all. I said, it's just, it's just a muddling slog, which, yes, I, I do agree. It's just not as cool as, like, some of the other stories, like, you know, uh, The Reanimator, uh, Dunwich Horror, uh, stuff like that. I mean, where, where it's very, very, um, pulpy, but this one is not, it's very, uh, when I say it's dreamlands, it's very dreamy, but in any case, I did get the pack. Uh, I have not played through it. And my stance is with this stuff. Um, I wait until the full cycle is released and then I play through it. So it'll be some time, but I do like the player cards, so I'm going to spoil the player cards, and I do include with all my other stuff. So I'll continue. I'll go on with the first card, and this is for Guardians. It is a one-resource event uh, called First Watch. It is a tactic card. If you want to pitch it for your skill pips, it's uh, Knowledge and Evade, <clears throat> and it's a fast, and... Play when draw encounters step of the Mythos phase would begin. So you wouldn't play this during your turn. You would play at the very, very beginning of the turn of the Mythos phase. So instead of resolving that step, look at the top X cards from the encounter deck where X is the number of investigators. Deal those cards amongst the investigators as you wish, dealing no more than one card to each investigator than yourself. Then, one at a time, the investigator draws a card dealt to him. All right, this card... Obviously, does stink in solo. However, if you're running a multiplayer game, and I would think three to four player, this card's amazing for what Guardians can do. So, Guardians can, like, cherry pick um, um, the enemies so they can take care of it themselves if they have the answers for it. Or even better yet, uh, they can get rid of some of those willpower cards that they're not equipped for, and they can give it to somebody else on their team to, to be able to handle it. This card is awesome. I mean, awesome card. Multiplayer card, I would think, to me personally, this is an automatic card uh, to put in the deck because, one, it's cheap. I mean, I, I do like it. For a one-cost card, it's awesome. I mean, it really is awesome. Um, 
Yeah, I would have figured this car would have been a little more like maybe the two three resource you know field, but for what it does, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to show it to my playgroup right now. We just restarted uh, Path of Carcosa, and I have uh, one player that just constantly plays Rolling Banks. That He never deviates from Rolling Banks, and I get it, but I have to show him this card. He might like this one so he can actually not get hosed on an encounter card that he can't handle, but you know uh, he can actually pick out the monsters and stuff because that's all he wants to do. He just wants to you know shoot first and ask questions later, but... This card is awesome. I dig it. It's a good start right out of the box. Next one, it's still Guardian. This is a skill card called Daring. Um, it's got three wild skill pips on here. It's an eight. Commit only to a skill test during an attack or invasion attempt against that enemy. That enemy gains retaliate and alert for the duration of the test. And after this test ends, gains one card. This is like a, I wouldn't say a high risk, high reward, but it plays like that. So... If you really do need that three wild pips, which is which is good, I mean, really, really good um, against the enemies and stuff like that. I mean, you can really crank this out. I mean, but you know, the the fear is if you fail a test, being retaliated. If you fail that attack or you fail that evade on that enemy, it can pop you. But uh, you can draw a card, which is cool because even if you do fail the test, I mean, you still get to draw a card from this. So. Um, as long as you know what you're getting into with this one, you know, with the re retaliate and the alert, uh, I think you'd be fine with it. But you know what, though? Again, I would think this would be, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say an auto-include, but, you know, I, I wouldn't hesitate without thinking putting this in a rolling deck for sure. I mean, or even the Mark Carrington deck. So, I mean, who doesn't like three, you know, wild pips? But, again, it's only good for, you know, dealing with enemies. We're going to the Seekers, and there is only one set of cards here. It's a bonded card called Essen, um, uh, called the Dream Diary. We'll read this first. It's untranslated. It's a two-cost asset. It's an item, tome, charm. takes one of your hand slots, so I'm already thinking Daisy. Um, if you want to pitch it, it gives you a willpower. As an action, you can search your bonded cards for Essence of the of the dream and edit to your hand. And as a react, after you succeed by three or more during a skill test in which essence of the dream is committed, record in your campaign log that you have interpreted the dreams. All right, so you get two of them, but there's only one essence of the dream. It's bonded, and it's a skill. The skill gives you two wild pips. Uh, when essence of the dream would enter in your discard pile or be shuffled into your deck, instead, set the essence of the dream aside out of play with your bonded cards. All right, I'm going to hold out and give any reaction to this because, honestly, if you're putting in your campaign log, you have interpreted the dreams, there's got to be something that goes with the stream diary. So this is a wait-and-see card because we don't know what you're actually going to get. So think of it like the stones that you translated from the, the Forgotten Age uh, or the uh, uh, the vile of a green gooeyness from the, uh, it escapes my mind. It's, um, the Dunwich set that allows you to either give you like a pump up of aid or a freezing potion or something like that. I think it's in this vein of this, but, uh, I can't give an opinion on it because we don't know what we are playing with other than, yeah, you do get a skill that gives you two wild pips. But right now, I mean, Seeker has a lot of those cards that can do that. If they're Kluvers, I mean, yeah, you can do that very, very easily. So, 
Um, we have to see in future packs on, on For the Dream Diary and what this actually does. All right, we're going to go to Rogues. Rogues, uh, first one, it's a two-cost event uh, called Follow. It's a tactic. Now, you can pitch this for uh, Book or Invade and Investigate. Choose an enemy at your location. You get plus one knowledge for this inv investigation for each damage on the chosen enemy to the maximum of five. If you succeed, discover one additional clue at this location. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity from the chosen enemy. So, I do like this. This is another good card I actually do like. Because um, rogues don't have a lot of, you know, safer lockpicks, stuff like that. They don't have a lot of things going on with Investigate. However, um, if there's something that has a lot of damage, say for instance, if like Roland or Mark or anyone from the Guardian side is doing a lot of damage to uh, a particular enemy... Uh, and they're still sitting out there, you can actually go out there and snag additional clues. I think it's a good flex option for Seekers if they're doing with the Rogue, uh, for this Rogue format. I love the artwork on this card, by the way. It's got, like, some creepy-looking dude just hunched over. And, uh, it might be a Night Gaunt. It might be their interpretation of a Night Gaunt, but it's just sitting in a black alley just hunched over. It's, uh, very, very slick art. I like it. But the only drawback for this card I can see, honestly, and, and it's very, very you know, self-explanatory, that um, you got to have beefy enemies. I mean, honestly, this card's not going to do it. You know, if you're dealing with one or even the most times two-point hit point enemies, because a lot of the your investigators can take those out in one shot, anyways. But yeah, if you're having like three, maybe four, I think these cards would be probably really, really good for the Forgotten Age cycle because um, a lot of those enemies are three hit pointers and they'll be able to stick around. So you'll definitely get a lot of bang for the buck. But and I also think that also saving grace is at the very end of this card, it says it does not provoke a vacuity. So even if you're engaged and you really need to get those clues, it's just a way for it. So uh, I wouldn't say it's a necessarily an auto include, but it's a nice flex option. Uh, especially with multiplayer. Um, so they have, you know, rogues be able to actually assist them if they need to get some required clues. So, not bad. Uh, last card for the rogues is another skill. Man, there's a lot of skills, man. I've been, like, there's been one for each faction so far. Momentum. Uh, it's a skill. This one does cost an XP to put it in your deck. Gives you one wild pip. If the skill test is successful, reduce the difficulty of the next skill test you perform this face by x where x is the amount skill test you succeeded by to a maximum of three you've never been content with the safe routes uh just got some person that's doing some crazy old school parkouring here uh uh i'm kind of like lukewarm very very tepid on this card only because I think there's a lot more better cards for rogues that can do something similar to this. I mean, um, with the momentum and stuff like that, maybe you'll play this at like maybe at the tail end. And then when the next time you have to require the skill test, when you're drawing a mythos card or something like that, it might be good for you. Um, but then that's just, you don't know what you're going to get if you draw from the mythos. It's the same thing too. I think this one's very, very situal. It's very, very... I wouldn't say swingy. I would say it's very dependent on what other things are going around on the board. And for one uh, one XP, I mean, for what it does, I, I can see the value of just only one XP, but I can probably use that one XP for 
a couple other better items for rogues. So, uh, yeah, we'll see on that. That's a, that's a wait and see. I might play around with it in a couple decks and see how it goes. Uh, we're going to go to Mystics, uh, and we're going to go to Scroll of Prophecies. It's an item. It's a tome. It's a one-hand asset. Um, cost three to put out. Uh, if you want to pitch it for a skill, it gives you a willpower. It has four secrets on it. and you, As an action, you can spend a secret, choose an investigator at your location, and investigator draws three cards, and then discards one card in their hand. So it was, and so shall it ever be. Uh, okay, so I, I do like it that you get to draw cards, but you get to pitch one. Um, the cool thing about it is if they pitch the one, well, I was thinking about maybe finding a way of pitching out your weaknesses so you can discard that. But I think as as you draw that card, considering you're drawing the cards, you have to resolve that weakness. I'm not 100% sure on that. I'll have to see what the terminology is. But it's a way for Mystics to actually, not necessarily for them, but have other investigators draw three cards and discard one. So really, you're getting two for one action. So I'm okay with it. I mean... Uh, uh, it's not one of the first things I would think of for, for Mystics to be actually playing this, but I, I, it's okay. I mean, for what it is, it's okay. I mean, um, yeah, I'm not really sold on this one either. I mean, uh, and it takes a hand slot. So, uh, again, maybe Daisy, because it, it, it is a book. It's a tome. So, uh, yeah, that's what I think about that. Not too much on this one. I mean... I mean, I can think of better other cards than this one. I, I understand about all about, you know, drawing cards and stuff. But uh, three-cost asset, I can think of spending a three-cost for a Mystic on other things than, than this first. Next uh, is a Mystic event. All right, so we did, there's no skills. We've stopped the skill train here. Uh, two-cost event. Uh, read the signs. Ooh, it's a spell. And it's not a spell with any crazy tokens on it. Uh, you can pitch, read the signs for uh, willpower and a knowledge check. Uh, let's see. Spell, investigate. Uh, add willpower value. Well, that's already cool. You got me interested here. Add your willpower value to your skill value for this investigation. You may ignore any effect or keyword on your location, which would trigger during this investigation. If you succeed, discover one additional clue at this location. All right, it's a one-time investigation shot that can give you two clues. So if you're not using, like, uh, say, for instance, uh, Drawing to the Flame, uh, where you would just draw a Mythos card and then pick up two t clues for free, this is another way out. And almost assuredly, with a, with a lot of the Mystics that has a high willpower threshold, um, this is almost a borderline, like, you're going to pick up two clues. And on top of that, too, you get to ignore any effect or keyword on that location that would trigger uh, during an investigation. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. Uh, I, I do like it. it. It's another way. So if you don't feel like doing the whole Sixth Sense uh, uh, rigmarole or um, what's the other one? Oh, the other card. It escapes me. See, I'm gonna have to bust out my big binder and find out now. It's the blue. Uh, it's the oh, right of seeking. That's the other one. There we go. Riot of seeking is the other one. So if you're not a fan of the riot of seeking or six cents, it is an option. And then 
it almost gives you, I would think, a guarantee getting the additional clue, save for not drawing a tentacle. Um, it costs you two, so yeah, I, I, I can see value in it. Not too shabby. Last one. Uh, Survivor skips the shaft in this pack. They only get one card. That's an ally. It's a three-cost asset, and if you want this three-cost asset, you got to spend one XP. Uh, ally, Wayfair, Cursed. Jessica Hyde. Wrong place, wrong time. She has three health, one sanity. Um, it's a basic stat line boost. You get plus one fighting. However, Jessica Hyde enters the play, deal two damage on her. After your turn ends, heal one damage from Jessica Hyde. It's kind of like Peter Sylvester, only flip-flop it um, instead of the sanity towards the health portion of it. So... Um, this could be a way. I'm already. I'm already thinking of Tommy Muldoon uh, with already with the damage stuff on there that he can actually do. So this might be an excellent card for uh, the rookie cop because uh, it's automatic damage already placed on there, so you don't have to sit and wait and approach. So if you need to load up Becky, yeah, you can pitch her out. So I mean, uh, but you know the nice little stat line of uh, getting a plus one fight. That's uh, that's good. You know, I mean, no one's going to turn that down. That it just comes in just right off the rip, you know, with 32 damage. So, uh, I would still probably play with Sylvester uh, over Jessica Hyde. However, you know, just what, like I mentioned, I, I definitely see the value of this with Tommy Maldoon. So, uh, he can get, get those resources or load up those resources to equip Becky. So, yeah, I like this one too. I mean, it's not bad. I mean... If you need to crank a way up, um, I look at Calvin for this card, but uh, I don't know, man. Calvin, Calvin still needs a lot of help. And this, this, she's not going to solve it either. But that is, that is the last card. So a couple things going on. I still have a campaign still running through with uh, Agnes. So I'm still doing that. However, just announced on Board Game Geek, and this is all for fun, I, I guess for the holidays that's coming up, that... Um, you're going to run a campaign, and you go on Arkham DB. And if you haven't gone to Arkham DB, you should go to Arkham DB because that's where a lot of cool deck lists come out. Uh, you can put your own deck lists in there. You can actually monitor and track your campaign logs and everything else like that. Really, really cool site. Um, yeah, you can go traditionally, you know, open up a browser, go to ArkhamDB.com, but they also have apps too for iOS and Android, and you can track it that way as well. But the cool thing about this whole little holiday thing that we're going on here is there's a little option that uh, when you build a deck, you can hit chaos and it generates a deck off for you on its own. And it's just completely random. I say that loosely because I've actually did one. And I think there is some staple cards that they actually did put in there that I think that would give it some... Uh, Playability, not a lot of playability, but some playability. I actually did create one. So the you had until like January. I, I think it's called the Ultimatum with Chaos event. Um, it's it's similar to the Ultimatum is on there where you're just building a deck um, randomly. And I chose Ashcan Pete because I always dug Ashcan and and Duke and uh, built the deck from scratch. So I'm trying to figure out what campaign I, I, I'm I'm going to to run good old ash cannon and see how far i can get him based on the amount of garbage and there is some garbage i'll post it i'll post it in the notes later uh there is a, my deck is just oh it, it's bad i got a couple like myriad cards that there's only one of it's like 
it doesn't do me any good. I'm going to have to wait until I actually accrue XP to actually play that card if I wanted to. I have like one dead card in there that I can't do a damn thing with it. It's just one. I can just pitch it for like a, 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 a one pip skill boost and that is it. It is like, oh. Oh, it hurts. But you know, there's some cards that I know I'll never play with, and it's in that deck. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I chose Ash Cannon because I think you know, even with Duke, he has answers around it. I do have a couple weapons that that they completely did not do taboo. So I got a couple machetes in there uh, that 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 was generated, and I got some really weird stuff too. I mean, there's just like off the wall stuff, but. But afterwards, you're supposed to go on to Board Game Geek, and you're supposed to put it, uh, your results and how well or how not well you did in the campaign. Uh, so that'll be interesting to do. I'm thinking I'll probably just do straight out Dunwich on him, uh, and I'm not doing the return because I think that's just too vicious. Um, but we'll, we'll just do the re- uh, we'll just do the Dunwich cycle. I'm thinking, but uh, stay tuned to that. I'm gonna have that uh, spun up as well. So we're gonna see how it goes. Um, so that is it for the search for Kadath. Um, there was one other little blip. There was an cryptic message a few days ago that Fantasy Flight has put out. Some already busted it because they figured it out, uh, for all you nerds out there. They, uh, found the code, um, and found the cipher and, and, uh, deciphered it. And something ha- something's supposed to happen. Uh, well, it was supposed to be November 26, but now... It's been delayed, I think, to December 2nd. And it's all talking about a cultist supposed to meet at some sort of location point on December 2nd. And you're supposed to bring milk. All hail Meowlatheth. <laughs> so I I guess FFG is going to do an announcement on December 2nd. And um, I was like listening to Mythos Busters. And, and they think, and it, it's, it's kind of possible for any of those peeps that actually played Magic the Gathering. If you know how to play, if you played ever the uh, uh, Unhinged cycle where all the cards are just really, really ludicrous. And they're just poking and making fun of themselves. It might be it. I, they might be right. I think Mythos Busters might actually be right on that. They they, they probably are going to put out maybe like a print-on-demand set or something like that. Or a variance of just uh, uh, dogs and cats as your allies or enemies and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I think they, they may have hit it. They might be putting out something there, maybe something for the Arkham fans, because I haven't heard anything on the new 2019 Invocation event. Uh, I have not gotten anything at my local, because uh, I run it over here in Cleveland. I have not got anything at my local uh, gaming shop here yet. So I'm wondering if this is like a substitute for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So that was an interesting note. I, I thought it was pretty cool. So if they do actually poke and make fun of themselves and bust out like a little 45, 60 card pack, that, that, that's pretty sweet. So that's all that's going on right now. So stay tuned. I will uh, put out additional episodes and I'll run through Agnes. And then you'll actually see another one for the um, Ultimatum of Chaos Challenge that's been put out. I'm going to run that too with uh, Ash Can. So until then, I will holler at you guys later. If you need to get hold of me, I'm at... Arkham's kids at gmail.com. Until then, catch you guys later.